I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a couple couple of of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And sometimes we play D&D. Yes, and today we're going to play the second session in our actual play campaign. And before we jump in, we'd like to quickly thank our patrons. Thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot to us that you choose to support our show. We love you guys. Yes, we love you characters. Oh, yes, good point. We love you characters. Last time in Cosmos, we joined our intrepid duo of Naboon and Dagnal as they set out with a trading caravan traveling from the desert city of Nerez to Alnaluma, the capital city of Akror in the heart of the Stex Forest. During the two-and-a-half-month journey, Naboon befriended fellow adventurer Dagnal Ironfist, who was on her way to try and join the Ironheart Institute, a renowned but slightly secret adventuring school. Since Naboon wanted to gain adventuring skills to try and break his pact with Umsoa the Afriti, he felt this was a great opportunity for him as well. They arrived in Alnaluma early one morning during the New Year's Festival and made their way to the Dragon's Fang. Dagnall found a notice asking for information about Wink Wrenchcoil, a goblin man who went missing the night before. On the way to Lord Applemere's, the place Wink had last been seen, they stopped at Albrecht's Adventuring Accoutrement, a nearby shop selling adventuring gear. Albrecht, the goblin proprietor, was very forthcoming and sold them a healing potion at a discount. After a bit of a walk, they reached Applemere's manor house, which had an apple motif. They were greeted by a gnome butler named Bertrand, who quickly led them inside, chastising them for loudly speaking of Wink's disappearance. Applemere took them to his study, who was very full of himself and spoke at length about how it wasn't his fault that his family is wealthy, immediately alienating Dagnall and Naboom. They were told that Wink was in witness protection and the guards on duty had been knocked unconscious. Naboom and Dagnall went to investigate the scene of the crime. As they examined the room, they found indication that Wink had been taken out the window and that a group of mercenaries called the Rising Hawks were the likely culprits. After getting more information from the guards, they went to the Twelve Ropes to try and find the Rising Hawks. They did a bit of reconnaissance and discovered a back door to the tavern that required a password. They observed for a while and were able to give the correct passphrase and allowed inside. They tried to sneak up on the mercenaries but were discovered after Naboon's cane hit the wall. A brief fight ensued in which everyone except Dagnall was either knocked unconscious or killed. Tracking that Naboon was stable, Dagnall then stuffed him into a sack. She found Wink under a trapdoor and helped disguise him so they could escape. They were able to leave with no issue, and they walked to the Hall of the Council to deliver Wink and collect the reward. That night, while celebrating at the Dragon's Fang, they were approached by Ramus, who offered to introduce them to Airden, the headmaster of the Ironheart Institute. All right, and is that where we pick up, or...? That is where we're gonna pick up. So, I got a little bit more. All right. You spent the rest of the evening reveling in your successful adventure and eventually headed back to your room to sleep. The next morning, you sleep in a little late and Dagnall headed down to bring you both some breakfast to eat in your room. You have a leisurely breakfast and spend the rest of the morning relaxing in your room. Around noon, you decide to head down to the dining room to see if Ramos has returned yet. Oh man, I feel I feel a bit more powerful this morning and Naboon just does some stretches quick, does like yeah. a... A quick like swivel on the top, you know, like where you swing your arms left and right and like yeah. twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could um I don't know, if I needed to take some extra actions, I feel like I could do that if I wanted. Yeah, that's a fantastic way to put it. I feel <laughs> the same way, but not even close to like that. <laughs> like magically, yes, but not not physically. <laughs> After about twenty minutes or so of you both enjoying drinks in the dining room, Ramus approaches your table. He sits down and orders a glass of wine and a bit of lunch. So I... Is this his voice? 
I honestly don't remember. I just sure it is. It is now. Yeah. He's that's that's this pretty wine voice. Go for it. Okay. So I was able to speak to Erdin, who was duly impressed with your quick investigative work and fighting prowess, and he he issued an invitation. So here you go, and he hands that to Dagnall, which she reads aloud to Naboon. As she like begins reading, Naboon says. One sec, I I got this. I think I uh, I think uh, I feel like I can I can do something, and he'll put his hand on her shoulder and use gaze of two minds, his <laughs> new invocation. So now he's seeing through her eyes. Okay, <laughs> all right. So she's like, so, so you don't want me to read this out loud? Oh, and then he'll read it out loud. Okay. <laughs> okay, I will or, read this. Okay, but, all right. Not nah, never mind. He no, won't. I can he'll... read this out loud in Naboon's voice. All right. Yeah, go. For I'll, it. I'll try. Yeah, I love it. Dear Naboon and Dagnall, you've proven yourselves formidable adventures, and as such are invited to take the initiation test at the Ironheart Institute. If you accept this invitation, please join Ramis, as he will escort you to the Institute's headquarters. I look forward to meeting you both. Best, Airden. Yes, I am a bit rusty with reading. It's been a bit, so... <laughs> Excuse my stumbling over myself there, but... And then he'll, like, take his hand off and start seeing through his own eyes again. Okay. Oh, she had to be willing. I assume she was willing because we're best friends. Yeah, you're obviously best friends now. I mean, you. I think that after traveling together for a while and like wanting to continue on together, you are actually pretty close. I would say that there is no one in his backstory that is a better friend. So for now, they're best friends. (laughs) This is yeah. But this is fantastic day. Now this is what you wanted. I know. I'm so excited. All right, so then Ramis, um, he says, well, you should collect your things, um, and if you need to pick any supplies up, because we are going on a three-day journey through the Stex Forest, just let me know and we can stop on the way. All right, let me check my bag. (laughs) Okay, so you go back down, you got all your stuff. Do you want to go get some supplies? Yeah, um, so... Dagnall, I'm looking at here at this, uh, and he, like, taps her armor. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what she's wearing, but I know it's more than what he's wearing. That's a good question. I think she's wearing, um, she's wearing chain mail. Okay. Yeah, he taps her chain mail and says, I'm not quite, uh, sure how to wear that kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm sure there's a little better version of this, and he'll tap his own leather armor and say, maybe we can try to pick that up, because I am, uh, Oh yeah, there's a there's a type of leather called studded leather that you can get that still. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it won't make you. Uh, it's not as loud as like mine, and she like shakes a little bit, and the chain <laughs> clinks. Well, I'm clearly loud enough without that. <laughs> uh, so I think yeah, but maybe if I could be a little more hardy or harder to hit, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure. All right, we can we can stop on the way. Yeah. All right, so as you head out, you stop at Albrecht's because you're yes. like, all right. oh, yeah, your friend Albrecht. Adventuring accoutrement surely includes armor. I bet it does. All right, what can I do for you? Hey, uh, uh, my friend. <laughs> I know your name. I just didn't want to say it wrong again. Remember yesterday? That was I embarrassing. do. I do remember. Wait, I want to be your friend, so I'm not going to mis-say your name. All right, I'll say it again for you. Maybe you'll be able to say it too. Albrecht. Albrecht. 
Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Got it in one, sir. So I was wondering if you had any uh, diagonal said studded leather. Yes. All right. The studded leather is going to cost you 45 Okay. So I have a couple things that I don't necessarily think I need, like this leather armor that I'm currently wearing. If I upgrade, I don't necessarily need that. And I have these two daggers that, like, I have four daggers, you know? That seems excessive. I just That seem like a lot of daggers. I only got two hands, so I figured maybe just two. Unless you want to chuck them. But, I mean, looking at your cane, you probably aren't really chucking stuff, are you? I'm not, and I have... <laughs> I have some magic, so I think that's a little better anyway. So, what if I give you two daggers that never been used? Uh, Dagnall can <laughs> vouch for me. And the slightly used leather armor. Yeah, it's going to look as it's not even scratched much. I mean, there's a little bit of scratch in here. Did you get in a fight yesterday? Uh, you could say that. Um, I, I would say we were accosted by bandits. Or, well, not so much bandits as mercenaries, but... Mm, gotta watch out for them. Yeah, either way, it was, uh, it was, it's all a blur, honestly. It happened so fast, and then I was, uh, then I woke up, like, two hours later. So... <laughs> eh, it happens. Yeah. Had, had, you got it you over your an, head. Were you an adventurer once? Uh, for, I did a brief stint. Oh, yeah? Where? Or, I mean, not... Not necessarily where, but, like, what's your greatest feat as an adventurer? Uh, I will say not dying. That's, wow. I like you. That's <laughs> a, that's a, the best answer I think I've ever heard from that what, the one person I've asked that question. But it was a good answer. Uh, thanks. So what do you think? The uh, trade-in of the leather and the daggers, maybe knock this down to 30 gold? Um, Roll me a persuasion check. Can do. That's a dirty 20. Yeah. You know, you're a returning customer. I'll, I'll give it to you. Oh, yeah. awesome. I appreciate that, Albrecht. And uh, he starts, like, t- clumsily taking off his armor. <laughs> like, uh, I haven't uh, done this much. Um, Dagnall will um, say, do you, you want a hand with that just to speed things yeah, up? Yeah, go for it. Yep, okay, yep. sure. So she'll help you out just so that you aren't struggling quite as right. much um and then she'll say and i know you said you had more um healing potions you you still got some yeah i got uh got nine left you want some well i can only really afford one and would you um be willing to you know give us that that same discount and I will have, um, I think that yeah, you... Yeah, it's kind of a bundle deal. Yeah, you know? you're, you're helping. Of course. So she can have advantage on her check. I mean, I already kind of gave him a bit of an extra discount than I would have normally. So I'll give you, I'll give it to you for 48 gold. How about that? Done. <laughs> Good work, Daniel. That was impressive bargaining. I do my best. Sometimes I'm successful. It seemed, you know what? It was pretty convincing. I I agree with you that it probably should have been cheaper. But you know what? He's already given us a lot of deals, so let's not push it. All right. 
So, yeah. You got all the stuff you wanted? Mm-hmm. Cool. You begin to travel through the Stex Forest. Ramos tells you that the Institute's headquarters are a three-day journey southeast from Almaluma. The campus consists of a large castle called Air Keep in a secluded clearing. During your travels, Ramos tells you that Airden bought Air Keep several years ago when he retired from adventuring, and he began using it as the headquarters for the secret adventuring school of the Ironheart Institute five years ago. Called the Institute by its students, its purpose is to train its students to defend the realm of Cosmos. There are currently about 100 students who are always coming and going, depending on missions. Let's roll a D100. Would you like to do the honors, or would you like yeah. me to? Okay. That is 39. Okay. All right. So as you're walking and you're talking, you're really paying I'm gonna, attention. I want to ask Ramos before sure. he get sure, jumped. Sure. Or whatever. Sure. So, uh, are you a student as well, Ramos? Or are you, like, Erden's, uh assistant? What's what's uh, going on with you? Um, so, yes, I am also a student. Um, been at the Institute for a while. Um, is it, like, is it cool? Uh, yes, it's very useful. Um, you can make a lot of connections that way with people of various abilities. And there's a lot of... Um, different skills you can learn it's it's pretty nice there's also you know they'll pay for your food and lodging oh that is excellent i i didn't realize it came with like room and board yeah and you get um some extra money too it's it's pretty nice you know to help aid your adventures and then the main caveat is that like if the the masters um so those are the professors at the school um have a mission to send you on, you you go and do it. I mean, this seems reasonable. It wouldn't be much of an adventuring school without adventure, I suppose. Sure, sure. But um, lately I've been, you know, just doing a bit of collecting. Recruitment? Yes. Yes, been doing a lot of recruitment lately. Oh, that's a worthy cause. Yeah, like just last month I uh, helped recruit... Uh, picked up, brought them over to the school. I didn't assist them in their test, but um, four new students, which was pretty nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's did the they, most we've had in a little bit. Did they pass the they did. They did pass. Excellent. I, well, I'll, maybe I can meet uh, some of them since they'll be newbies like us. Yeah. Assuming we get in, of course. Of course. I mean, even if you didn't get in, you they don't kick you out right away. They'll let you stay for... All right. The night, at least. All right, excellent. And it sounds like they don't murder you, so that's good. They won't murder you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, so Naboon keeps tapping his way through the forest. Yes, so I would like you to roll, like, a luck check, and I'll have Diagonal roll one as well. Is this like a d20? Yes, just a d20. 14. Okay. Nope, that's only four. Okay. Only four. Well, Diagonal World in 18. So you, as you are... I'm wearing my start of leather now, just so you know. Yeah, this isn't... You are being loud. (laughs) Oh, I am being loud for sure. I mean, you're being a little bit loud. I'm talking to... Well, yes. Okay. What I meant was, so um, you are talking loudly and you're walking close to a wolf's den. And as you're walking, your cane 
taps inside and pokes a wolf. Oh, no. And five angry wolves leap out at you because they, like, it's, you know, it's the middle of the afternoon. They were sleeping. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not happy about it. So roll me some initiative. Are you ready? Yes. 16. Nice. Got a nine for diagonal. And... I a feel three like, for Ramus. I'm just going to say, I feel like this, um, quote unquote, cane that gives me blindsight, I probably should have seen them, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I My thought is that, yes, you could have seen them, mm-hmm. but you weren't paying attention. That sounds right. Like you were talking. Yep. I'm just saying, all right, I just wanted to remind you that you gave me an item that gives me blindsight. So I saw the wolves in the den and then p- proceeded to poke them. <laughs> yes, you proceeded to poke them. I think as you were talking, you were, like in real life when you gesticulate kind of wildly, yeah. I think you were gesticulating with your cane. And probably like in real life when I talk to someone while I walk, I'm not really paying as much attention to my cane as I should be. For right. sure. So I think that's why. Like, okay. I agree that you good, could good, see good. them. You just weren't being cautious. I'm good with it. Okay. All right. So, Naboon, you're first. All right. How are they like adult wolves or like? They're adults. Okay. Because if, if it was like baby wolves, I would have like maybe tried to run so that we didn't have to kill baby wolves. They're adults, so okay. you can, if you want to kill them. I don't them, necessarily want to kill them. You could but just knock them unconscious if you want. It's hard to knock things unconscious <laughs> with magic. Mm-hmm. All right. Are they right up on me then? Yeah. Paint a word picture. So Naboon is walking on the left of the group with Ramos to his right and Dagnal to her. His, his right. right, yes. That is how I was picturing it. All right. So you're walking through the woods, and again, Ramus also wasn't really paying attention, but Ramus mm-hmm. also doesn't really have a high wisdom, so <laughs> I think it makes sense that he wouldn't really be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and these wolves, like, it kind of take you by surprise and leap out. I'm not giving them a surprise round, but... Okay. Um, they just are leaping out at you. All right, so... And they're kind of, like, surrounding the group now. Are they close to me? Like, right yeah. up in Yeah, melee? so there's, like, one in front of behind Ramis, one in front of and behind you, and one to your left. So you are kind of surrounded. Okay. And their den was to your left. All right, so you said there's one to my left, one to m- in my front, and one to my back? Yes. If I turn toward them, how many can I get in a 15-foot cone? Two of them? Um, yeah, you could get either the two in front of you or the two behind you. So, like, the one in front of you in Ramos or the one behind you in Ramos. All right, I'll just, since I'm already pouring in that way, I'll just go for the ones in front of us. And I will cast Burning Hands, so I need Dexterity Saves. From okay. the two wolves. You said deck saves? Yes. Okay. The DC is 15 because my crows is super high. Okay. Um. So one passes and one fails. All right. 11 fire damage to the one that failed and five fire damage to the one that passed. The one that failed is looking really bad and the one that passed isn't looking super great. Like, they're okay. Anything else? Nope. Okay. 
So now it is Dagnall's turn and she is going to try to go for the one right in front of her with her battle axe. She is going to hold it in both hands because she wasn't expecting this so she doesn't have her shield on. Alright, that is bad. And that is it. You're up. Ramoth didn't go? Or the wolves? Oh, nope, you're right. The wolves go. <laughs> My bad. The wolves go. All right. Did Ramos go? No, he goes after the okay. wolves. He really wasn't paying attention. Okay. He's very surprised. All right. So the first one is going to try to bite Dagnall because Dagnall just like went for it and and it is unsuccessful she's able to block it with her armor and now the second wolf is going to go for you because you just hit it with some fire all right Also, Burning Hands does ignite flammable objects in the area. Oh, no. You're starting a forest fire. I'm just letting you know the uh, rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. We'll, we'll deal with that in a second. Um, so, what is your AC? 13. All right. This wolf is able to bite you. Oh. And you take five piercing damage. All right. And please make a strength save. Oh, I'm sure I'm very good at these. It's a pretty low DC, so you might be okay. I think I have minus two. That's a five. Okay, you're knocked prone. Okay, excellent. All right, the third one goes. And you're right there, so it's going to try to bite you. It has advantage because I'm prone. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it bites you. You take seven damage, and luckily for you, you're already prone, so you can't be knocked prone again. And then the fourth one, to mix it up, I'll go for Ramus, because I don't want you to die. And it hits Ramus. It's fine. He's not going to waste it. He's, he's he's pretty hardy. He he took a con boost at level four. That's right. <laughs> um, and then the last one is gonna go for Dagnall because she looks tough. Oh, we got a crit. No. And Dagnall looks like whoa, like not super great. <laughs> All right. And now it is Ramus's turn. And Ramus is like, mm, no, thank you. I don't like this. And he is going to do a little homebrew spell that we did, which is Freezing Ray, which is a reskin Scorching Ray with icy damage. Mm-hmm. Also known as cold, <laughs> cold damage. I like icy damage, though. I mean, cold, icy. It's the same thing. So he is going to... icy damage. <laughs> And he's going to do um, one at the one right in front of him, one at the one right in front of you, and then the one that just 
bit him, so behind him. So, this first one. Oh, he got a crit. Nice. What does this magic look like? Um, so it's three, um, like pale bluey white rays of um ice that um because he pulled out his i think yeah he's got a staff that he uses so he's got like his quarter staff has um like a crystal or an orb Mm -hmm. i think Um, an orb an orb at the at one end so it's like that okay so this first one and they're 2d6 yeah, so the first one's 46. Wreck that wolf, Ramos. That is 12 damage. Oh, does he have the thing yet where if you um do the damage? I think that's a level 6. The dragon. Yeah, the dragon thing. Chronic feature, I think, is a level 6, so he should have it. Badger charisma. Yes. I'm going to only target one thing, though. Or what's it say? No, it says when you cast a spell that deals damage of the type associated with your draconic ancestry. So his is white. Yep. You can add your charisma modifier to one damage roll of that spell. Okay, yeah, so you can only do a one. That's one fine, though. Three beams. He'll do that right now. All right. So 17 damage of that wolf? No, because his charisma is only 16. Oh, oh, sorry, Ramos. I didn't realize you weren't as charismatic as me. <laughs> My does, roll for the charisma was He does 15 crazy. damage to that wolf, and he kills it. <gasps> okay. And... Then the second one, he misses. And the third one, he also misses. All right. And now it is Naboon's turn. All right. So I'm uh, Naboon's on the ground. Is the wolf that knocked him down still there? Which two wolves are attacking him? Is one the really hurt one? Um, one is the really hurt one. And okay. That's the one that knocked him down i'm okay pretty sure so can naboon stand up or is the wolf like on top of him the wolf isn't on top of him all right he will stand up okay half the movement or i guess uh 15 feet by your rules right it's just 15 feet stand up it is 15 feet then he is going to cast a little um yeah i only got three health i'm not sure that i'm gonna be able to Maintain concentration, so I'll just, uh, you, <laughs> you know, when I go unconscious. Best. Huh? Do your best. Yeah, I'm just going to do primal savagery. Okay. On the one that failed the save. <laughs> okay. The one that looks more burnt. That is a 21 to hit. Yeah, that Devsky's hits. All right, so he does uh, five acid damage and two fire damage which I forgot from my genie's wrath. So oh, what, yeah. Yeah, so Naboon, like, grabs his lamp in his left hand a little tighter and drops his cane because he remembers last fight when he got in the way when he tried to do this. And then he slashes at the wolf. Okay. And it gives him some acid damage as the, the he, like, claws slash it. He kills that wolf. Unless oh. you wanted to just knock it out. No, I think he's in the heat of the moment. He killed it. Okay. <laughs> All right, and now that's your that turn, is the right? end of my yeah. turn. Okay, yep. so now it's Dagnall, and she is going to take her healing potion. Second wind, second wind. You want me to second wind? It's okay. better than healing potions. All right, she'll second wind <laughs> because she can use 
healing persons and others who can. Second one. Alright, fine, fine, fine. She second wins. Alright, and she gets 10 HP back. See? That was the max you could have got with the healing potion. <laughs> and then um, she is going to try to get the one behind Ramis with her battle axe two-handed and she does so she does that's a d10 oh she has dueling also maybe she wants to be one-handed yeah because then she adds an extra two i'm gonna say she did dueling and she got out her shield okay but you still hit so what's, yeah i still hit so roll d8 i got less damage but that's fine because i add two more so it's actually a wash <laughs> she still does seven damage We'd and rather be adding a static higher number. Right. That's yeah. why I was like, I should do this. Okay. And that is her turn. And it Does is. that wolf survive? Oh, that was the first time it got a hit. Yeah. It's okay. like, it looks kind of fine. Like, okay. it took a hit, but it's a little hardy. Cool, cool. And now it is the wolf's turn. So, the wolf that is to your left is going to try to bite you again. I'm standing up now. Uh-huh, it still gets advantage. Okay. Pack tactics, baby. <laughs> and it misses, though. Thank and then goodness. the one right behind you. Well, I killed that one. No, you killed the one in front of you. Oh, okay. Well, isn't there one going for each of us? Or did Ramos kill the one that was going for him? He killed the one right in front of him. Okay. Cool, cool. Hit me, baby. And that one misses as well. Oh, my God. And then the one dodge, goes dive, for Diagonal. Dip, diagonal just hit dodge, it. Duck and dodge. And it hits. And... Nope, that's not the right die. D20s? Oh, my. These wolves hit hard. Oh, I forgot to make whoever got bit before roll to see if they were knocked prone. I think it was Diagonal. Well, Diagonal failed, so she got knocked prone this time. And... The boon feels a little bit better by getting knocked prone. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got a natural one, so, like, she really, like, She really took down. a tumble. She really did. All right. And then it is Ramus's turn, and he is going to... He liked doing his freezing ray. He's going to do that again. Nice. So... The one to your left, he misses. The one behind you, he hits. And he'll do the add it to the thing, because he can do that once per time. So mm -hmm. it looks really bad. And then he goes for the one that's been going for diagonal. And he hits. And it takes four damage. The first one took 14. Oh, nice. That was a good roll. Yeah, so that one also looks pretty bad. Okay, so now it is Naboon's turn again. All right, Naboon is going to look over his shoulder and see that one looking bad and then um, summon his claws once more and take a swing with Primal Savagery. Okay. I don't think that's going to do it. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. No, I still don't. It's a 12. Okay. Then you do it, I think. What's their AC? I thought it was. Probably pretty close to their AC if it's not their crazy. Oh, no. You didn't do it. All right. And I kind of want to run 
away. Yeah, he's gonna. Now there's two of them. All right, I'm. I stay. He stays right there. Okay. And now it is Dagnall's turn, and she goes again for the one right behind her, and she misses. And then it is the wolves. And she stands up. She does stand up. She did that first. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yep. And then the first wolf that is still alive is going to go for you. It misses. The second wolf is going to go for Ramas now. And it hits. And Ramas has to save. He's fine. He's not knocked prone. And then the last one goes for Dagnall. And just misses her. All right. And now it is Ramus's turn, and he's going to do a cantrip. Ray of Frost. Sounds good. At the one that is really wailing on Naboon. It hasn't been hit yet. Okay. And he does it bad, so. <laughs> now, All right. now it is Naboon's turn again. All right. Uh, Naboon, one more time, we'll try to claw this guy. The weakened one. Okay. 19. All right, you don't have to roll because it just had one hit point left. Okay. I do at least three damage. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and so. then now there's only one by me. And is it... Well, there's another one that could also reach you, but... Okay. All right, then I will continue not to run. <laughs> okay, and then it is Dagnall's turn. She's going to go again for the one right behind her. She got a natural 20. <laughs> and she kills it. All right. She chops into its neck quite brutally. All right, so now there's only one left, and it is going to try to go for you. All right. Guess what? Doesn't have advantage anymore. Oh, good. Does it still hit, though? Uh, does a 15 hit you? Yes, Wait, it nope. does. Wait, is it 50? Yeah, it's 15. Okay. That so, hits. So. You probably don't have to roll damage, because I only have three health. Oh, yeah. Well, it got nine, so. Yeah, I definitely definitely go down and I don't have to make the save because I collapse. You collapse. Alright, now it is Dagnall's turn and she runs over and is going to go for this wolf. And she gets it. And it's looking pretty bad. Now it's going to try to hit Dagnall. And it does... Diagonal's not looking too hot again, and but she makes the save, and then Ramis does a um, freezing ray, not freezing ray, the cantrip. Ray of frost. Ray of frost at the last guy. Oh wait, he was doing this ranged thing. He should yeah, have had disadvantage. disadvantage. Well, he misses. And Naboon, please make a death save. That's a five. We got one fail. Okay. Now Dagnall goes again for this wolf. And she hits it. And she kills it. And then she... She's like, I don't necessarily want to waste a potion. I'll just carry him. 
So she's well, going to try to stabilize you. Oh, okay. Good enough. She's Medicine check. I got a crit. Okay. So you're good. Now please roll me a d4. Oh, never mind. You can't. Well, you want me to roll it? Here's I'll roll it. Here's a d4. All right. One. So she's just going to flip you over shoulder fireman carry style for an hour. Okay. So she's like, we got to save this potion. Who knows what's going to be coming next? Mm-hmm. I'm not there to reply. Yeah. <laughs> That was to Ramos, and he's like, yeah, it seems, it seems fine to me. All right. So that was, like, on day two or whatever. The rest of your travels are pretty uneventful. And you arrive at the Institute. Um, you see the clearing in the trees, and you see a huge castle, and that the grounds are surrounded by 20-foot-high walls. You enter the vestibule where you are greeted by an old wood elf with tan skin and shoulder-length gray hair and green eyes. He has a close-kept beard and a scar around his left eye spanning from his forehead to below the eye. He introduces himself as Erdin. Um, hello, I am Erdin. Uh, thank you, Ramus, for your help. Uh, you're free to go. And then he leads you to the testing grounds. Oh, and I assume Ramos, like, put out the fire that I started. Oh, yeah. With his ice magic. Yeah, he did. He used his ice magic to douse the flames. <laughs> I just remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, we started yeah. the forest. He, he did his um his cool another homebrew sleet, spell. Sleet storm? Oh, no, is it the sleet storm that does that? Yeah. Or is it the... Okay. They both douse flames. Okay. But sleet storm is, like, a longer... He does the sleet storm, then. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you are brought to a large building inside the grounds. The building is made of stone and is a little over 20 feet tall. You can see some stained glass windows around the door. And then Airden says, The library is used as a normal library for the Institute, but it gets closed down for tests, including resetting them. Um, it is the secondary library and is normally staffed by the lower level students and contains more general knowledge. The main library is larger and has more specialized knowledge and you would have access to that if you uh succeed on passing this test i honestly don't read a lot of books anymore Aridan. well um <laughs> i'm sure there's a way we could help you we could assist you with that if you did indeed want to study you All might right. want to study uh, yeah, probably. I mean, that's not why I left home at all or anything. But yeah, for <laughs> sure. I I love studying. That's like I'm a, I am, you know, Vidalkin. That's kind of our thing. It is your thing. <laughs> all right. Um the test will begin when you step through those doors and the only rule is that you cannot destroy the library because it's still a library that is in use. Okay, but like Destroy? You're talking about like rubble on the ground uh, levels of destruction, or are you talking yeah. like a few books get burned? Uh, it's fine. I mean, we do have duplicates of the books that are in there. All right, Airden's on board. But try to Ra not destroy <laughs> as many things as and possible. And walks inside. <laughs> because like we can't really mend a book is the problem, but we can fix a lot of the other things. But yes, try not to bring the whole building down. All right, it's quite an intensive process to repair that much damage. I will not bring the whole building down, guaranteed. Okay. Yeah, Naboom walks in. Sounds good. He's excited. Dagnall will also walk in. You enter a foyer, which is about forty-five feet by forty-five feet. The door you entered from is in the center of the eastern wall. 
In the center of the room are three pillars. In front of each pillar is a set of robes on a dress form. And from left to right, the robe colors are blue, brown, and white. And there are 10 foot benches on either side of the door. And on either side of those benches are 15 foot tall stained glass windows, the ones that you saw on the outside. And Dagnall says that the windows have a repeating pattern of blue water drops, brown circles, red flames, and white lightning bolts. Yeah, I think Nabuna will just grab her shoulder quick and use gaze of two minds to get a quick layout. How much can you do that? Is there like it's, a limit? It's infinite. Okay, It's cool. as much as she's willing. Okay, and well, she's I willing. To, I use my action every turn to maintain it. Okay. So, like, it's not like a combat thing. Right. Because sure. you, like, yeah. Okay, then, yeah. So, you can see all these things. And you see a 20-foot-wide staircase that spans the west side of the foyer and opposite the that's opposite the door you entered, and it has five steps leading up to another room. Or, what like, a wide open 20 space. 20-foot high? 20-foot-wide. Wide, okay. Yeah. And then you see to the left and right sides of the foyer, so north and south, lead to smaller staircases. What do you do? I don't know if... If Fidel can have dark vision, I, I don't, don't remember. Think so. But Nabin's just gonna come in. What you have like really good eyesight, Dagnell. Oh, I mean, I hadn't noticed. It's just what I've always had. It's wild to look through someone else's eyes. I'll tell you that much. I should have tried this with like Ramos too, and just seen what I'll... the difference is between dwarves and um, human eyes. I'll just have you to know? take your word for it. Okay. Well, if if I was going to stay in Nerez. And, you know, like, you know, become a Vidalcan scholar like many of us become. Um, this would have been, like, a super interesting topic with, like, a dissertation. Anyway, though. I mean, you could still probably do that if you wanted. Nothing's oh, you think this you. place got tests like that? Like, I think. I mean, if you want to do research, I don't see why. I mean, like, it's still a school, right? They have libraries. I suppose so. That All right. Cool, cool. Well, let, I guess we should focus on the test. We'll talk about this later. Yeah, this probably. Is, put, a, put a pin in it with the uh, tavern name. Put that right next. Put this pin right next to the tavern name pin. Sounds good. Um, so Dagnall walks up to look at these um, robes, mm-hmm. and she um, actually like goes and reaches for a sleeve. Are you sure you wouldn't touch that? Oh, Dagnall? she already did. Oh, okay. You don't have a choice in the matter. He's just like, wait, I don't know if we're touching things yet. Are we oh, touching? is I not supposed to touch this? Are we touching things? <laughs> and as you say that, um, <laughs> roll for initiative. What did Aaron say about touching things? Did he? He didn't say anything about touching <laughs> things. He only said don't destroy things. Okay, then you're good. But I think that rub's attacking you. It sure is. <laughs> I got a 10. Big old nine plus one, baby. That's ten. Diagonal rolled a one. <laughs> She's really surprised that these. She was really rolled. surprised that the rubs attacked her. To be honest, so I'll give her that. You said it's been like uh, at least one day. Right? Oh yeah, you guys are all full backup. You got all your stuff back. That's what I thought because I was pretty sure you said that we traveled another couple days or whatever. So yeah. All right, so the robes are gonna go first, and then Naboon, and then Diagonal. So Naboo's just standing near the door still, like, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about what to do, and she just walked over and touched him. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Okay, so the robes, the, um, she went up to the blue one. All right. And the blue one is going to, 
slap at her. It does a good hit on her, and she takes some damage. The... I slap her in the base, Monty. <laughs> yep, slap at the base. And the brown one... I slap her the dwarf, Monty. ...is going to go for her as well. It's going to hit her with like an eldritch bolt, but she's able to dodge it. And then the last one, the white one, is going to try to hit you. Actually, can it see you? I know. It, uh, no, can yeah, it, it does. Well, no, you can't see that far. How far away are they? Um, well, they're in the middle of the room, so you can see like 30 feet. Yeah. Yeah, you can see him. Okay. And it can see you. And 13 AC. Well, it hits you. All right. And... Okay, and you take four damage. All right. Four force damage. And then it is your turn. Two can play that game, Mr. Robe. <laughs> and I will, or Nibutin will shoot an Eldritch Blast at it. So he lifts his uh, genie lamp, and then out of the end of the lamp. Like the spout? Yeah, out of the spout, a like magenta beam of energy shoots at the Love white it. robe. Beautiful. That is a 15 to hit. You hit. Excellent. This guy's about to get real hurt. <laughs> oh, this is going to be real bad. That's 16 points of damage. Oh, you, like, eviscerate this robe. Yeah, it's so just, it's, like... It's uh, 14 uh, force and then two fire. So, like, genie's you wrath. explode to, like, strips of, like, little shreds of fabric fly out and, like catch fire a little bit and just and kind he, of like burn and like fall bl- down. He blows on the end of the lamp like it's a gun. <laughs> yeah, like <sighs> Especially because he did a little bit of fire because of yeah. the lamp. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's very good. Alright, and then he says, alright, who's next? He kind of like waves the wand or the lamp towards yeah. the other two rubs. And I don't go, wow, that was amazing! I'm like pretty good at range. I just suck in melee, so I'm gonna stay back here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the robes also aren't very good in melee and are well, better at a range. I was going to tell the listeners that I did take the agonizing blast invocation, which is why I get to add my charisma. Nice. So, I, okay. And I rolled the 9 on the d10, so it was, like, pretty good. So Dagnal was surprised that she didn't have her shield out because she was a fool. But she does get out her axe, and she is going to try to slice this robe that bopped her. She does a bad job. She's not good, so. It is the robe's turn. So that uh, one that was right next to her flies up off of the dress form. So this is the blue one. Mm-hmm. And it does not provoke an opportunity attack. And it flies um, like 10 feet up in the air. And it does a, an eldritch bolt at her but she's able to dodge out on the way. And then the brown one also flies up and it like flies slightly closer to you Mm -hmm. and um, tries to do a bolt at you and it also misses. All right. So now it is your turn. So Nibu like dodges to the right Mm -hmm. as the bolt 
smacks down and then he'll raise his lamp and say, I guess it's you. And then he'll shoot another Eldritch Blast at the brown one. Sounds good. Ooh, 24. I think that's Yeah, that, that hits. That hits my dude. All right. So then he does 11 damage. Okay, Nine it force looks... And to fire. It looks very bad, so I'm going to say that the sleeves are a little singed. Alright. Yeah, so another magenta bolt flies out of the lamp, and the boon is like, hmm. Yes. Okay, so now Dagnall, um, she cannot really reach up high, because I don't think I gave her a ranged weapon. <laughs> Let me just... Dad, no, I got a dagger you could throw. Well, I mean, she has... She can throw a... She has a dagger and oh, okay. she has hand axes, but she doesn't have, like... Well... So she's fine. She'll just... She'll throw a, a hand axe. She'll get out a hand axe. She'll drop her battle axe and grab a hand axe and throw this axe at this blue robe. That's a natural 20. Jeez, Louise, that's like your fourth one. This is a, this is a good die. <laughs> uh, I almost rolled one. I thought I rolled one, but it was only 17 because Q and T look similar. I was excited. I'm sorry to hear I mean, that. I still hit, so I was still happy. Yeah. Okay, so... It's a D6 or I just needed D4. to see what she added. Oh, okay. It's your strength. Oh, I don't. She got a natural twenty. I know she hit. Never mind. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're talking about that ad. Yeah, it's like, the same um, bonus as her battle axe because yeah, you can yeah. use strength to throw. Yep, you're right. Well, this is a garbage roll, but it's fine. Well, you get to roll again. Roll twice. That's true. Crit. Well, she rolled two ones, so not ideal. That is. Do you still get that bonus? Oh, that's only in melee. So yeah, I think the three. dueling is only... So that's five damage. That's a sad crit. I'm it is sorry. a very sad crit. I mean, like, it's still decent. Like, the, the robe isn't looking super great, but... Mm-hmm. And now it is the robe's turn. And it did not like that one of its sleeves got sliced off. So it tries to blast her again. And it succeeds. And then... That is... Five damage to Diagonal. How's she looking? She's still looking pretty good. All right. And then the brown one is going to try to hit you with a bolt. And it hits. Oh, no. And unfortunately, you take seven damage. Oh, boy. All right. And now it is your turn. I will try to end this brown brown rub. (laughs) Okay. That is a 16 to hit. That hits. All right, I think I'm gonna end this thing. I have to do. I do at least eight damage. Well, guess what? It only had two hit points left, so you end it. Okay. But you can describe how it looks when you blast it. All right, so he'll run over towards it so that he's right below it, and then he'll blast straight up into there, and it will like the robe will fly up into the ceiling, and then like start slowly start floating down. Love lifeless. it. I mean, it already was kind of lifeless because it's a construct, but I know what you mean. Limp- yeah, but, limply. You know, yeah, limply. It's clearly not taking like form and moving itself yeah. about. Okay, so now and it- then he'll he'll move five feet further closer to Dagnall so that it doesn't land on top of him. 
Sounds good. So Dagnall, um, because her axe fell back down, so she walks over and grabs it, <laughs> and then I'm just like picturing a just a grumpy dwarf, like God dang, your axe fell back down to the ground. Gotta go get I need. Well, she got another crit. Oh yeah, she's she's channeling the anger for sure. Not in the way that a barbarian does, but in the way a fighter does, which is to say yes. that she crits a lot, I guess. It'd be funny if she became, like, a champion and then she just starts critting even more. That would be pretty funny. Okay, so she hits the rope, does seven damage, and this rope is, like, it's on its last... Threads. Yes, thank you. I was going to say legs, but I was like, I couldn't come up with a pun, and you did. You Rubs knocked don't it. Have legs. I know, you knocked <laughs> it out of the park. Glad. Glad All I right, could help. So now this lone robe is going to, it is pretty angry, so it's going to try to blast Dagnall. And it is not successful. And now it is Naboon's turn. All right, I'll try to blast the this last, the blue robe. Blast that robe. That's not going to do it. It's a nine. Yes, unfortunately, that does not do it. So he blasts. Uh, near the ceiling, the magenta beam hits. Oh, wait. Did I go from Dagnall to you? No, you shot at her. Oh, okay. Yes. That's right. I did. Okay. Yep, now now Dagnall goes and gets her axe again, grumbles <laughs> some more, and she misses. All right. Throws it kind of far. <laughs> She's going to have to grab a different one next time. <laughs> All right. And now the robe tries to go for you, and it misses. All right. And now it's your turn. I try to finish the fight. Finish it. That's a 19. All right. Well, you finish it because it had one hit point left. Finish him. So you, again, explode this robe. Yeah, so I think this time the magenta beam, like, blasts a little, singes a little hole in the center, and then it falls to the ground. It's quite incredible. And Dagnall goes and collects her, um... Her axe, and, well, both of her axes, and she's holding on to her battle axe, and she gets out her shield. She's like, I'm "Not making that mistake again." Yeah, was well, that the test? Did we do it? And the bin looks around, like, "I don't think that was the test." Well, I mean, we... I think that was part of the test, but I don't think we finished it. You know? Yeah, let's be careful about what we touch because I can't handle much more of that. Yeah, we yeah we should be a little more cautious. Sorry, I just. It was so pretty. You know what? Here, and he'll pick up the... Which one did she try to touch? The, the blue, blue one. He'll go grab the blue one and be like, here you go. He grabs one of the sleeves that she chopped off <laughs> yep. and hands it to her. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks. Maybe I'll... She's like holding up. She's like, maybe I'll make a... Oh, well, like, you, I could make like know... a little like like wrap around like on my bodice, on my, my chin. You know what I was going to say? You know how... Have you ever played the game golf? Or do you know what golf is? Of course you do. Everyone knows what golf is. So anyway. I'm sorry. I was too busy working in the forge. I didn't have time for leisurely games. I've never okay. played it, but I know of it. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it. I hate it. But the desert, there's like a big sand dune. It's called the golf course that's in the desert next to Nerez. It's basically all just dunes. Anyway, though. Lots of sand traps. Yeah, so many sand traps. That's what it's called. That's the name of the golf course. The sand traps. Oh, I thought it was just called so many sand traps. <laughs> so many sand traps. Anyway, though. Uh, so in golf, when you like aren't using your little club, you put like a little a 
piece on the end of the club. What if you did that with your axe? Made like a little like head piece for your axe to oh, put like on when you're not. Oh, like a little cover to protect yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. All right. So she so, shoves it in her pack. Yeah, that's fine. I think we, we're allowed to just take that. It's like a library. You can check things out. And we'll just check this one out permanently. <laughs> I'm yes. All right. Let's go explore a bit more. See yeah, what so else we should go uh, left, right, or center. Left. All right. So two steps lead up to a landing, which leads to a small hallway. And to the left in that hallway is a little alcove with a bench. And to the right are three stairs that lead up to another room that you can see. So you can either go back the way you came or go forward. We'll go up the little stairs. Okay. So now you are in a room that is about 30 feet by 30 feet. And there are six parallel bookshelves sticking out perpendicular um, from the south wall. And there's a long bookcase on the northeast wall and a small bookcase next to that. And then there's another bookcase on the west wall. And in the north half of the room are five small circular tables with a few stools around each. And it looks like it might be used for like small group work. And you can see that it's open to like this wide open area, which I'm going to call the atrium. um, That you could see when you were down in that other room on the foyer. And then there's an archway in the western wall that opens up to the next room. So Let's go see what's on the desks. Okay. You look at the desks, and it's just like they're empty desks. Like, oh, okay. That's on papers. No, there's. it's not like people People didn't leave their work out here. So, All Or right, think, there aren't uh, any clues on there sure. like saying, like, this is okay. how you solve my puzzle. All right, let's uh, let's continue on to the next room. This one, I don't want to touch the books. I'm afraid of another rub incident, personally. I hear that. Okay, so do you want to go to the atrium or the room, like the other room that was? We'll the go atrium? to the other room. Okay. Wait, which one's like keep going forward? Atrium. Ah, uh, we go to the other one. Okay. All right, so this room, also about 30 feet by 30 feet, and it has four 20-foot-long freestanding bookshelves in the center of the room. And then there are two more bookshelves against the eastern wall, and then it opens up to the atrium, and then there's, like, another little, like, 10-foot, like, opening that opens up to another room off to the northwest of we'll this room. go to the 10-foot opening. Okay. So another 30 foot by 30 foot room and there's two freestanding bookshelves in the center of the room and long bookshelves line every wall. All right, there's a lot of books. It is a library, so yeah, I'm not I mean, super should I should I try to find a book? Should I try to see if there's like a hint? Let's, let's just keep looking through all the rooms and then we can come back and Sounds good. Sounds good. So we'll good. go to the atrium next. Okay. The atrium is a large open area in the center of the library, about 35 feet by 40 feet, and there are two desks with hanging signs above them which say help, one at the north end and then the other at the south end, and then there are four 10-foot-long tables in the center um, with benches for study, and in between the tables on the ceiling is a massive chandelier, and if you examine it, it has swirling, colorful glass pieces hanging down. Um, if you're familiar, listeners, with Chihuly's chandeliers, it looks kind of like that style. And on closer inspection, you see that there are various shapes like flames, lightning bolts, water drops, some brown circles. You're, like, you're sensing a theme here. 
I'm All assuming. Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of... Uh, oh, and then I, I'm almost done. And then on the western wall is a huge woven tapestry. And that tapestry depicts a human woman wearing red robes, and they are are glowing beams of colored light emanating all around her, like in a circle, kind of, in a rainbow of hues. All right, Diagnos. So I'm seeing a lot of the four colors all going together, right? Yeah, they really like these four colors. But, like, that, there was only the three robes. That is weird. But that tapestry has, like, a red robe, so maybe that's a clue. It might be a clue. So let's go, and then we'll go look at the uh, tapestry. Okay. And try to, like, look for a clue. All right. They're, like, you can roll me an investigation check or whatever. I got to look up my bonus. What's well, my ding-dang bonus? It's either zero or one. Oh, never mind. I'm proficient in investigation. It's plus three. Oh, yeah. That is a dirty 20. Okay. So as you're looking, you definitely are like, yeah, this robe is a different color than the other ones. And you're like, there seems to be something going on with, like, all the colors, but you aren't noticing anything else, like, really standing out to you. Dagnall, do I have your consent to touch the tapestry? Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, he's gonna look behind it. All right, um, <laughs> there's just, like, a wall behind it. Dang it. That almost always works. <laughs> I mean, it was worth a shot. Yeah, next time we see a tapestry... 90% chance there'll be something behind it. The odds go up every tapestry you check that there's not something behind it. That's how math works. That's definitely how it works, for sure. Yep. Listeners, just so you know that I know, that's not how math works. <laughs> and listeners, just so you know, Diagonal and Naboon aren't necessarily very smart. I got a 12. It's it's okay. It's, like, better than average. It's just not necessarily, like, superstar. Diagonal's got a 10. That's average, yeah. We're doing fine. Yeah, I said fine. they aren't very smart. They're okay. fine. All right. You know what, Diagonal? I'm, this is going to sound stupid because it kind of is. Those desks say help above them. Do you think there's clues on them? Let's go <laughs> check this out. It's worth a shot. I mean, All like, right. it seems re- like it's either library help desks, and that's probably what it is, or it's like, hey, dum dum, the test. There's clues right here. There's a big sentence that says help. So I think let's just to check all our All right. You bases. go look at the south one, and I'll go look at the north one. Okay, but I can't read, so this will be fine. <laughs> well, you just see if you find anything interesting. Okay, I'll go look, and then I'll bring the papers that I find. Okay, so roll me investigation check. That is a 22. That was a 19. Okay, so as you're looking around like through all the stuff you find actually like a bottle that feels kind of like a potion bottle oh i'll nab that and Dagnall's like i don't i can't really find anything and do you tell her papers i mean they're like normal papers but they just look like library stuff like nothing like i found this bottle it's probably a potion it does look like a healing potion Oh, sweet. I'm going to pocket that. And then I'm going to say... If we're taking sleeves, we might as well be taking potions. Yeah, and she's like, I'm going to try looking again. Maybe there's another one. And I'm going to give her um, advantage on this roll because she knows what she's... Actually, no, I'll just lower the DC and she finds it. So you have two more healing potions. I'll I'll mark one down. You mark the other. Yep. All right. Where should we go now? So you see that there's two other rooms that... Um, are opening up on either side um, when you like you follow Dagnall over back to the desk she was at so you see one that has like 
several bookshelves that are like freestanding and then one that has like a hexagonally like lined up like kind of a ring in a hexagon shape um, of bookshelves but you also see a statue in the middle of the hexagon so you probably are going to go over there yeah we'll go there okay so this room 30 feet by 30 feet again um there are shelves that form an incomplete hexagon in the center of the room the shelves are set away from the wall so that there's a hallway forming between like the outer wall and then these shelves and um you see that to the east wall there opens up a little like staircase down to like a little hallway and if you walk around in that little like hallway area on the outer walls you see four large paintings and you can like go and like touch Dagnall's shoulder and like look at this stuff together yeah yeah we'll do that yes you'll like slowly walk through and look so the four paintings each have animals depicted in various environments on the northwest wall the painting shows a lush swamp with many frogs in it. The painting on the northwest wall has a verdant forest with boars running around it. The east wall has a painting with a vast desert, which has about a dozen lizards zipping on the rocks. And the painting on the southeast wall has a huge mountain in the foreground and mountains in the distant background as well. And in the trees on the mountain are several owls roosting. And next to each painting is a pedestal with a small colored stone. Not like a gemstone, but like a smooth like river rock that is just like that color. Mm-hmm. Um, so next to the swamp painting is a blue stone with a water drop carved into it. By the forest painting is a brown stone with a circle carved into it. The pedestal at the f- desert painting has a red stone with a flame carved into it. And at the mountain painting is a white stone with a lightning bolt carved into it. I don't think we should touch these yet, but I feel like these might be something important. Yeah, I 100% agree not touching. It's good. <laughs> Let's go look at that statue. Yeah. So you wrap back around and go in between the shelves, and you see a stone statue of a human mage, and she looks very similar to the one in the tapestry, and she's on a pedestal in the center of the bookshelves. She has her left hand outstretched, empty palm up, and her right arm is held out away from her with her palm facing away from her, like... Kind of like a high-five motion, but not high-fiving, probably. Like a mage type of motion, Like a mage probably. type of thing. Like what they might do with their hand to, like, blast the magic out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And next... Oh, I hear that. That looks cool. I might try that next time, Diagonal. Yeah, I think that would look really cool, especially <laughs> with, like, that Eldritch Blast you were doing. Yeah. And next to the statue is a plaque which reads, In honor of Mage Ignalian Nightstone, a master of elements in her age. She holds her greatest power in her hand, but be warned, she's still formidable with the others. Do not be afraid to seek help. Aid is always given to those who seek it. Can I make a history check to see if I know anything about this mage? Sure. Okay, because I did, like, you know, go to school. You did go to school. That is only a 12. You have not heard of her, so. Okay, so, Dagnall, right, we got... Read that one more time. We got a... we want to put her element in her hand, her best element, but then leave the others? I think so. And she's formidable with the others, huh? Yep. I bet we put one of those stones in this little statue hand. Yeah, but which one? I mean, my instinct says she's... If this... She looks like the one from the tapestry, right? The best based on what I saw through your eyes. So I'm assuming you 
think <laughs> that I'm. You agree? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I see it. Yeah. So maybe like red is the fire one. I mean, that's what I would guess. That's kind of the thing people that like fire. They I feel like red is their color. Yeah, I mean, it also had like a little flame symbol on it. So that's true. Yeah. What's the worst case scenario? You know, we get attacked by the statue. I think that's probably the. That's worst probably case. the worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm that's, not a human. Yeah. I'm gonna let you put the stone. I'll be t- okay. I'll be right behind you. So you you want me to grab them all or just the red one? I think just the red one is fine. Okay. Well, maybe. What do you think? I, don't I know. think yeah, just red because remember the last time. We'll try just the red one and see just what happens. Just the red. Yeah. All right. So Diagonal goes over and she picks up the red stone and like nothing like seems to happen. So you're like, <laughs> all right, cool. It's like the Indiana Jones moment, yeah. like the swiping. With the like the trade the bag of sand yeah for the, except and then like, you like stand there for a second like ha did it except nothing bad actually does yeah. happen yeah. and then um she walks back around and she goes you want me to put it in yeah all right so she puts it in the hand and and I am ten feet behind her <laughs> that's fine you like dash away yeah. um nothing like you don't see anything like bad happens like the statue doesn't like come alive and attack you nothing like shoots out of it or anything. And you hear, like, kind of like in our world, like a loudspeaker saying, uh, it's Airden's voice, congratulations, you you completed the test. Oh, whoa. That was uh, pretty quick work. Much better than the last group we had come in, <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, you know, they were still successful, but you, incredible work. You, just like Rama said, you were very... We are top investigators, Erden. I think you'll learn you, that. You truly quickly. are. Yes. Well, if I need anything investigated, I know who to send out. All right. right. Um, so <laughs> you come to the you come to the foyer, and uh, I'll I'll meet you there. All right. So foyer is like the entry, right, Dagno? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were the one who studied and stuff. I didn't study like architecture. Okay. You can only study so many things. You know, you can't be an expert in everything. I'd guess, yeah. Though I feel like foyer, knowing where that is, is not make you an expert. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, you know, now that I say it out loud, it sounds a bit crazy to not know what a foyer is. Yeah. So after you exit the library, Aridin leads you to a female high elf with pale blue skin, hazel eyes, and midnight blue hair in a pixie cut. This is Sariel. She is the master of Arcana at the Institute. Naboon's eyes go a bit wide, like, ooh, I could probably learn a lot from her. Yeah, so if you were ever um, studying magic, you'd be under her tutelage and um, other students at various levels assisting her as well. And um, she tells you that, so I'm going to place a gesh on each of you so that you do not reveal the location of the Institute. Um to you know others we we don't want to share our secrets with the world you know um Mm -hmm. only those who are worthy like you two great work i'm Um, feeling like a little threatened but also you're super cool so i'm here for it and um also (laughs) i don't we don't want you to reveal the content of the test so we don't have to keep changing the test it is a lot of work to come up with these you know and we we're all busy um and if you try to disclose either it sounds like you're speaking gibberish so like nothing bad will happen to you it'll just sound nonsensical nonsensicalities <laughs> all right that's just a little yeah I know shout out to Nati. yep <laughs> and only people who've passed the initiation test may discuss it among themselves 
So you can feel free to discuss it among other students. Um, dumb I mean, obviously, quick... you can talk to the professors. Okay, I was going to say quick dumb question. <laughs> Have you passed it? <laughs> we are um, grandfathered in, if, if you will. Um, All right. That's, so. I mean, sometimes that works and sometimes that's horrible, uh, you know, has terrible outcomes. Yes. But <laughs> I think in this case, it seems all right so far. You never know. Yeah. And then um, Erdin says that, you know, since you passed the test, you are now initiates. And um, he shows, he like pulls the collar of his shirt away from his collarbone and he taps and it, uh, a magical tattoo appears and it looks like a dragon's fang. Ooh. Um, so it's like a black, like, kind of like the yin-yang symbol, like the black half, but it doesn't have, like, the little circle, like, cut sure. out in it. Um, and uh, these are just to help quickly identify other institute members, you know, in a pretty low-key environment, you know? How does that work on, like, changeling? Uh... It's magic. It, it won't be affected by that. It'll still appear if someone... It appears, so it's invisible until another person with the with this tattoo, like they're all linked together, um, touches theirs within five feet of you. All but right. people could see it then, but unless people are like looking at your collarbone, they aren't really going to notice. All right. Is it you, always a collarbone? Like that's just... Uh... Everybody's got that area of their body. All right. I mean, you don't want to put it on an arm or a leg, because what if you don't have that? That's an excellent point. And Most it's easy to reach. Most people got I was going to, I almost said to know while we were in the test, but like there's a lot of stairs in that library. I hope there's some ramps somewhere that, you know, other people can get around. You know, Quinn didn't think about that, and that was wrong of her to do so. <laughs> I'm going to say that there is a ramp in the center part, that big 20-foot wide mm-hmm. staircase that can have a ramp. And there's a lot of other little small areas. You could just put a ramp on the side. Well, there, the, there were 30 foot by 30 foot rooms. They're gigantic rooms. Yeah, but the only stairs, like, you don't have to use the stairs in any of the other spots. Oh, okay. Like, Got if it. you just have that ramp in the middle, you'll be up at the top. All right, so. cool. And Quinn really should have thought about that because there is a professor at the school who uses a wheelchair, so. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, just, I'm here to make accessibility happen. And And you're doing a great job. Okay. So, Can you remind me of this elf teacher's name that I should know 100% but I don't know? Airden. No, no, no. The woman. Oh, Sariel? Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Um, I knew Airden's name. Okay. Now that one, all right, if I didn't know that one, I could see you being like, wow, Alex. Yeah. Sariel. Um, all right. You played in her as her one time. That's why it was also bad, but <laughs> you, the listeners didn't need to know that. <laughs> But now they do. Okay. Okay, so um, Airden so, yeah, takes... Yeah, let's get tatted up, baby. Yeah, so Airden takes I'm you... I'm pumped. Yeah. So let me just... This is my first tattoo, Dagna. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's my first tattoo. I mean, I got scars, but I've never gotten ink. Well, we are doing it together, it seems. Magic ink, too. That's pretty cool. I've heard tell of magic tattoos, and they seem super awesome. I like. I wonder if this one will make me super strong. Also, like they just didn't tell us, but they're like, oh, Airden and also says, it'll uh, make you. Sorry to burst your bubble, but it doesn't have any other things. But you know, you you can get, you know, magical tattoos if you have enough money to pay for the materials, because they are a bit expensive. Um, oh, but you do as um, since you. Past this test, you uh, 
where you also get a magic item. You can go check out our um, the stock room of lots of things that um, other students have made or picked up along the way. So he takes you to um, the the workshop and forage area, and you um, you see a a gnome, a male rock gnome, um, in a combat wheelchair. Nice. Um, he's working away on something, and he's got chestnut brown skin, short curly black hair, brown eyes, and um, and it says, uh, "This is Professor Rarick. Everyone just calls him Cogs." <laughs> and he turns and he goes, "Oh yes, I'm Rarick Rabcock Warren Baron, and it's lovely to meet you. Are you uh, new students?" Yes, yeah. they are. Just past the initiation. Yeah, so I'm here for you to um. Give them their initiate tattoos. Oh, exciting! I oh yes. So he uh, wheels over to you guys, and he um he he points out to some uh, chairs to sit down, and he does the tattoos, and they're pretty painless. Like they aren't like you would think it would hurt more, but like if he does some sort of magical stuff that makes it so that it like he like numbs the area sure. pretty well beforehand. So, may I call you Cogs? Everyone does. Do you have other tattoos that you can do like if I had the money for it, obviously. Not now, but Yeah, definitely. We can we can do that if you have the money for the resources. Awesome. Are you like the artificer teachers that would I I am. Say? I am the master of artificing here, so I am um, I'm in charge of the workshop and the forge, and, you know, if you take any artificing classes and, you know, learn how to do those kinds of things and learn how to make magic items, you'll be you'll be working in here a lot with me. Have you ever seen one of these? And I'll hand his white cane over. Oh, yeah. I uh, I worked with the fellow who, who uh, created this. It's pretty exciting stuff. You know, it's... what we're able to do to... Make things more accessible to people. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, honestly, I, I've only been blind a little bit, but it's been great. Very helpful. Oh it, yeah. Sometimes I mean, it it once helped me see a wolf right up close. Oh, that's. I bet that was a sight to see. It was. It was certainly exciting. <laughs> it was certainly something. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I've I've been using a wheelchair my my whole life, so it's well, nice to be able to use a get some, you know trick it out a little you know yeah it looks like you got some pretty cool stuff on there i'm sure it will uh... yeah so he's got some like little like guns and things sticking out <laughs> of it because I, I will like, tell the listeners that he is an artillerist i certainly would not want to uh be going against you nothing <laughs> that looks pretty awesome i don't know what this does what does this do and it like touched the gun part goes boom <laughs> All right, and then like Naboon quickly takes the sand away. All right, excellent. I will not Gotta watch do out. That Don't want to lose any fingers. <laughs> that is true. I could maybe grow them back. I don't know how changelings work, but I could maybe. Who knows? I'm not going to test it. <laughs> um. Like if I lose a finger, I can test it, but I'm not going to test it right now. Like let's not blow any off. Sounds fair. <laughs> um. So. Airden also, like, while you're getting your tattoos, he says that, like, you're now initiates of the Ironheart Institute, and this is the lowest level of students. Um, you will begin learning the basics of adventuring. No, Airden, Airden, my friend. I, may I call you Airden? 
Or is it like Professor Rumblestin? I have no idea the last name. Uh, it's Gallenren is the last name. <laughs> oh, I actually got somewhat kind of close. We'll call it close. Anyway, uh, Professor. I mean, Professor Gallenren is appropriate. All right, Professor Gallenren. Can I just Or like, you could call me Master Airden. Master Airden, I like that better. Can I give you like a word of advice? I'm very good with people. They're like people love me for some reason. I don't know why. I forget their name immediately and yet they still are somehow charmed by me. And then he winks. And then Yes. <laughs> and then we'll continue. Your point? I lowest level of student just sounds so it sounds kind of like like I just got here. You want me to stay, right? I would say Entry level students, you know, or something like that, like a little less uh, belittling to those who just joined the school. All right, all right. Entry level students. Okay, I'm just, you know, just a thought, you know, I'll spitball it. So there are uh, three levels beyond this uh, veteran, elite, and then master. So that is the rank that us, the heads of all the different departments, we're at that level. Ergo, Master Erden. Yes. I follow. Mm-hmm. And at each level, in order to reach that level, um, you have to have gained a certain amount of experience in adventuring and such, and um, you also have to pass another test. That so. seems fair. Right. And um, you receive a stipend of 10 gold per week, plus food and lodging while you're at the institute. And the gold is mostly used, you know, to help you get any items you might need used to help you, you know, if you want to, like, let's say you're interested in artificing, you know, use that to purchase materials to make, you know, different effects and such. Or if you wanted to make potions, you know, do those kinds of things. All right. Um, and as you get higher up, your stipend will increase. Awesome. And there are four terms per year. Um, each three months long, and you'll take one course per term. And then Quinn is saying, this is an aside, that like each course has certain benefits that you get, and you'll get them at the end of that three-month period. All right. And then Nabun is going to say. <laughs> yeah. So is there like a new term spinning up soon? Because, you know, it's like the uh, – it's almost the end of this – or is this – month called the five day month bog it's almost the end of bog 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 yeah so is there like a new semester? yeah we're just about to start up with a new well not semester term term all right yes i guess quarter yes so yes we're just about to start up a new one so we'll uh get you set up with uh would you like to room together do you want to room with other people we can place you with other um openings to try to find your room together it's up to you. We don't care who you room with, really. Uh, Dagna, what do you say? Well, I'm fine rooming together. Sounds good. That's what I was thinking. I just didn't want to seem, like, too eager. <laughs> All right. It's totally platonic. It's fine. Oh, God. And then <laughs> the bit, like, stumbles sl- forward. Slaps him hard on the shoulder. Haven't done one of those this <laughs> this episode. Yeah, he stumbles forward. And yes. <laughs> like, he's he stumbles out of the chair. Thank- <laughs> thankfully, uh... <laughs> Cogs was working on Dagnell's tattoo. Yeah. Or even like, oops. <laughs> oh, well, Cogs was done at that point because it would have messed oh, okay. up the tattoo. Got it, got it. All right. And then um, at least one course per year must be either Arcana 
or combat, you know, usually depending on what, you know, you're specializing in. If you're going into magic, you'd probably be taking more arcana. If you're focusing on the fighting arts, like uh, Diagonal here, you'd probably be taking combat. And I am the master of combat here. All right. Is Sariel the master of arcana? Is that what she said? Yes, she is. All right. Well. So he um, gets you all set up in, like, whatever room. Mm -hmm. There's um, two, like, single, like, twin beds. And, like, it's very, like, dorm style. There's, like, a little, like, you each have a wardrobe and a desk and, like, your bed. All right. And he gives you um, a course catalog so that, you know, you can read through and try to figure out what class you want to sign up for. Sure. But, yeah. Oh, and I don't know if I said you guys... Oh, yeah, no, I did say you guys also get an uncommon magic item. Yes, so we'll have to pick that. Yes, you can pick that out. That's pretty much it all right so yeah they we're getting settled in ready to start the term yes and we'll see what happens next indeed well that was a lot of fun Gwen. it's it's a lot of fun these characters are they're a good time i i also am having a lot of fun i haven't really played a fighter before so it's nice to get a chance to just dip my toes in yeah you can find more information about our show at a couple of characters podcast.com have ideas or feedback or you need help creating your next character, email us at a couple of pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you're listening to this, you already are a Patreon donor, so thank you again so much for your support. And if you're an adventurer or a $5 a month donor, you might want to consider jumping up to the hero level at $10 a month because once you reach this tier, you have exclusive access to submitting ideas for NPCs and magic items we'll use in our Cosmos campaign. Yeah, so you could make other, maybe some other students at the school, or you could make some items that I could pick from, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Also, the ratings on iTunes really help us out too, but we appreciate all the help you're already giving us. Yes. You can also support us on bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC podcast and any purchase you make there with our affiliate link gives us 10% and a local bookstore of your choice 10%. So it's helping out us and a local bookstore. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex in Winterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at not a Dr. Quinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. station. <laughs> Sorry, my chair is like hitting. Why don't you bang the table one more time for luck? <laughs> yeah, once more for the listeners. I'm just crazy. Crazy like a fox. My goodness. Let me just put this back out of my way. Get over here. Oh, God. Okay. Oh no. Oh no, your friend is dead. Okay, I'm good. Oh no, I forgot. The mouse is not attached to this computer. Oops.
Lost. I lost my D10. Where did that go? No clue. Huh. I had it. 